You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I'm, of course, Alex, your host. And this week, we have an interview with Tyson Koska. Now, Tyson is a former U.S. Army helicopter pilot and the founder and CEO of On Trajectory, which is a personal financial planning software. And we have Tyson on the show here today so that we can talk about the difference between do-it-yourself financial planning, where you're listening to some kind of, say, podcast like me, or you're reading books, or maybe you're doing something more of a Dave Ramsey thing, versus having another kind of financial planning software do everything for you, such as Betterment, Wealthfront, anything like that. Or, you know, the good old having a financial advisor, paying them their 1%, quarter percent yada, yada, yada. Tyson is here for his company, which is On Trajectory, and we're going to get his opinion as someone who works in the space to see just sort of what are the pros and cons going around him. So with that being said, Tyson, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Alex. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad to have you here. And I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and just jump right in because you know what? I like to roll like that sometimes, especially when it's a 7 a.m. meeting. <laughs> so Tyson, if you'd like to take a couple of minutes and go into a little bit of you, a little bit of your background, and what led you to creating On Trajectory? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I, I've had really two different careers. I, I started out, I went directly from high school into flight school in the, in, the, in the U.S. Army, and I was part of Desert Shield, Desert Storm way back in the early 90s. After that, I used the GI Bill, went to college, and spent the next 25 years in software development. So I've been doing many different hats in, in different IT-related fields. I'd always been interested in personal finance, and I always, always had a little bit of a mistrust factor as far as assets under management or or even you know just this, just just taking advice in general particularly because there is a lot of conflicting advice so if i've got two different professionals saying two different things and then then this always drove me crazy two different professionals saying two different things and then each of them were saying but you have to decide what's right for you I'm like, well, no, I don't know what's right for me. I'm asking you guys, and you're both telling me different things. I, it was very frustrating. So like you and like a lot of other folks, I did some reading, and and there was a period of time when I got caught up investing, actively investing, which, as it does for many people, did not turn out so great for me. Uh, but along the way, I always wanted a tool that would allow me to say, okay, here's what I'm making now. Here's what my wife is making now. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm planning for a child in the future or want to buy a house or compare renting to buying or just I wanted, I wanted something that would let me put in these different income expectations, different expense expectations, and then contributions to different kinds of accounts. Like I'm, you know, I'm putting this in my brokerage. I'm putting that in my 401k. I've got a little bit of uh, employer match over here and see the, the line that gets drawn. Now, there's, there's always been lots of different tools for budgeting. I mean, back in the early 90s, there was, you know, Microsoft Money was a big one. Uh, Quicken's been around forever. Uh, you know, and then later on, you got sites like Mint or You Need a Budget or, or sites like that just to help you get on track. But all of those tools, they show you like, you know, three months into the future or maybe six months in, into the future. I wanted something, I wanted something, if you're, if you're 
um, listeners are familiar with personal capital, something like what they had as a uh, uh, as a tool, but much more, much I could put much many more details. And of course, I didn't want to get hassled every month for them to call me and try to get my assets under management. It got to the point where I literally just got tired of waiting. I was like, you know, someone's got to come out with this this kind of software. And so back in 2014, I want to say, I went to some other uh, programmer friends of mine. I was like, guys, let's build a tool where you put your income, your expenses, your accounts, and then you can see a 50-year plan. And they're like, oh, that has to exist. I was like, it doesn't exist. And so after some arguing and after they did some diligent internet searching, they realized it doesn't exist. And so that was that was the beginnings of what has you know now is on trajectory. Okay. And then <laughs> it's amazing. I want to I want to have a couple of comments on a couple of things you just said. So the first thing is as far as the different financial planners or different financial professionals saying uh, different things. There is a quote in finance, and I don't know if we talked about this in the pre-interview, but I actually have a degree in finance, and I had some very fantastic teachers. Uh, there's a quote that was drilled into us that every time the stock market changes, every time there is a sale of some security, you have one person buying and one person selling, and both of them think they're making the right move. So you've got all these transactions with millions of transactions of billions or trillions of dollars a day. Half of them are buying, half of them are selling, and both sides are thinking they're making the right move. So it's, it's just a frustrating part of finances, just that everyone's got a different opinion. And when you pay someone for their opinion, their opinion is different from someone else's. And da, 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 da. the next thing that I got a nice chuckle out of was uh, betterment. I don't know where it is. But somewhere, if you have not betterment, um, personal, personal capital. capital, somewhere on personal capital site, because all of their stuff is free, but there's a checkbox somewhere that <laughs> if your net worth is above a certain amount, or if you have investments above a certain amount, there is something that's automatically checked. That's basically like contact me with offers or whatever. And as soon as they get your phone number, if you're above a certain threshold, you're just going to get phone calls left, right, and sideways of, hi, this is so-and-so with Betterment. I've got my CFA. I'm a personal financial planner or financial manager, you know, whatever the, whatever the 10 different designations are for being able to handle someone's finances. So you just get one of these random people just call you. And then even when you tell them no, well, a different one's going to call you in, in two days. And then another one's going to call you in two days. And then another one's got... Ugh. So yes, I totally agree with you that while there are definitely variations of this software out there, the question then becomes, you know, the people who are doing it for free are going to harass you. I mean, um, politely give you some phone calls, not, not necessarily um, harass because that might be slander. But uh, <laughs> You have to avoid slander on this show, Alex. You can't get sued. I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm small enough to where I can get away with some stuff. I mean, I totally ripped off the Seinfeld theme like four <laughs> episodes back. Nice. Actually, that's something I've been meaning to mention on an episode. So I'm going to hijack your episode for a minute here. Go ahead. For those of you that listen to my episode, of, like, I don't even remember three or four episodes back. I said, I had said something and now let me go ahead and get us back, get us back to the show by getting me a copyright strike on YouTube and then I played the and used it as a transition. Totally meant that as a joke. The next day I get an email from YouTube saying that I've <laughs> saying that I've they detected copyrighted stuff in my 
in my podcast and that I was going to lose all money from it. Well, isn't it nice to be noticed? <laughs> right? <laughs> Turns out they have a whole, I did a lot of research. Turns out they have a whole lot of automated stuff that scrubs through everything that's uploaded, which yeah. luckily I don't make any money from YouTube. So <laughs> like, go ahead. Didn't really hurt you. Yeah. Take two pennies. I, I, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to go off on that uh, side note there. No worries. So the point I was trying to make financial planning software, there's a lot of it for quote unquote free. But that free has a price. It's just yes. not money. Like you go to Dave Ramsey's site, uh, you go to, I mean, let's say Dave Ramsey, you're going to have to put in like your email address, your phone number, whatever. Then you've got their people, the Dave Ramsey certified people that are going to reach out to you everywhere. That's free. They want your contact info. They're going to reach out and they're going to politely call you a few times. And it even goes beyond that. They're going to, they're going to farm your data. They're going to sell it to third parties. I mean, they're going to do a lot of things, which which is when you pay for a subscription like ours, you get, it's your data, right? You own it, not somebody else. Yeah. And that's, I know I'm kind of doing a walk around for it, but the point I'm trying to make is when you pay for something, you don't have to wonder where are they making their money? I mean, say Facebook, I mean, you don't pay for Facebook, but you know what? They're sure as heck doing, getting as much information about you as possible and selling it. So when you're paying for something like this, especially when it's your financial data, you know, hey, they're making their money from me paying my you know, monthly or annual subscription and not you know, taking my profile and selling it to financial planners that they can then call me. So I, don't, I just want to put out my personal opinion out there that paying for a financial service isn't a bad thing. Even though there are free tools that are out there, it, you know what you're paying for. Uh, you, uh, unless, it. unless it's 1% AUM, then maybe you should question it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those of you on my show who might not have heard that before, that's assets under management. You had a million dollars with the person, you're paying them $10,000 a year that with a 1% fee. Which they completely hide from you and you never see. Yeah. And then you got the other fees, you know, transaction fees, withdrawal fees. Uh, Which is why they don't want you unless you're, you've got en en enough. So if you're, you're just getting started, it's very hard to find a financial planner that'll even take you that way. They'll want a flat fee instead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is not which is probably the better choice, but when you only have, you know, $25,000 saved up and you got to pay 1500 of it for, you know, for a planner, it's that's a significant chunk. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I think I've gotten myself a little off topic here. I was talking about <laughs> so let's get a little bit more specific. We've thrown out several bits of your I want to say quote unquote competition because I don't know if you can have a paid software service that you're competing with the free service. So let's, let's ignore that because maybe someone in the glossary is going to prove me wrong here. <laughs> so what is it that sets on trajectory apart from stuff like the Dave Ramsey tool from the, God, I forgot their name again, uh, personal capital mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. for all these different services. What is it that is unique about on trajectory? Well, I'd like to say there's three different points that are really unique. One is that you can come in as a complete novice and still create a plan that while isn't going to have the same clarity as someone who's more experienced and fills out more of the model, that you can still get value from it. Now, competitors, yes, they will also let you get in the door very, very quickly. But the way that you grow with on trajectory, the way that you use it is as you learn more and as your financial life gets more and more complicated over time, let's say you, you start out 
you don't have a 401k. So you would never fill in information about a 401k in our tool, or you don't have a child. You would never answer a question about a child. You would just put in what is your life. And then we encourage you to, to track your progress. So I assumed I was going to make X percent per year, or I assumed I was going to save this much money. We're going to help you figure out, did you actually achieve it? Because if you don't, if you, you just put a bunch of numbers in and you see a line and you go, oh, I'm, I'm okay, but you, but it's totally not based in reality, it's not going to be a help. So to my, to my knowledge, there's no other tools that will let you draw two lines. One was, what were my initial assumptions when I first got started? And then the other one is, what am I actually achieving? And of course, the actually achieving line is going to be much bumpier because markets go up, markets go down. When we draw your initial trajectory, it's going to be very, very flat. So easy to get started, but grows with you. That's one. The other is tracking your progress. And then the third is, uh, and, and I don't know, you may not even know this, that our, our software is actually used by professional advisors and coaches. So even though it's consumer friendly and was designed initially for the consumer market, we have enough bells and whistles that even if you're a financial planner, you can use our software to service your clients. So you can model Roth conversions, you can model uh, 401k rollovers, you can model you can model all the you know RMDs when you, later in life and the ways to change uh, the tax efficiency of your overall model. You can do that in our software. Now, I'm sure a lot of that's going over people's heads, but if you are there, if you do have that sophistication, then you can you can still um, uh, model that in our tool. Okay. So something I thought of, with, especially your first point there, is there an education component to On Trajectory? Like maybe, you know, you're going through, you're answering these questions. Do you have a 401k? Do you whatever? Is there like, I don't want to say like a pop-up, but something that it's... Like, hey, you know, I noticed that you clicked here that you don't have a 401k. If you click here, here's an article for why a 401k will benefit you, or here's what a 401k is. Is there, uh, let me just leave it at that. Is there an education kind of component to on trajectory where you can learn while you're trying to model? There is, uh, but let me caveat that, caveat that by saying you can always do better in that regard. There's always good, different people learn in different ways. And we're, we're always trying to improve how, you know, whether it's video, whether it's written guide, whether it's a pop-up versus a link to an article, as you mentioned, different people have, you know, different comfort factors. Some people want some information really bite-sized and some people want something chunkier because they want to understand the big picture. So we try to do just that when you first log in. So first off, when you log in to On Trajectory, no credit card or anything like that. We, you know, we just want you to kick the tires, see if you like it. If, if you don't, you don't. You don't don't have to cancel or anything. Um, you answer four questions: What year were you born? How much have you managed to save so far over the course of your life? What do you make per year before taxes? And what do you save on a monthly basis? So, very four top of mind questions that no one really has to pause too much to answer. We get you in, and then there's a, a couple of different things from a learning perspective. One, there's a whole, and it's probably intimidating to some folks, there's this list of, hey, if you really want to make this model personal to you, here are some things about income you should think about. Here are some things about expenses you should think about. Here are some things about setting up your accounts that you should think about. And each one of those, as you mentioned a second ago, you can drill down low you know lower uh, to get more information so we've got a, we've got like 20 different written guides that are pretty detailed so we do that and then we also hold a monthly workshop 
So at the second Saturday of every month, whether you're a paid subscriber or a free trial user, uh, we sit down for an hour, 11 o'clock Eastern time. And, and I basically, I'll introduce either a new feature that we've just released or, or like a, a tidbit of knowledge. And then I open it up to the floor and literally people just type into the Q&A or into the chat log. And we have a great discussion about real, how do you model real, these different real life scenarios uh, for different folks. So that's another aspect we have as well. Okay. And then another thing I had, what about, let's say, changing life status? And I say that in almost an insurance slash HR kind of way. So someone starts an on trajectory account, you know, they're, you know, let's just use me as an example, just because I have a podcast and sometimes I get to abuse it and take advantage like this. So uh, again, I don't think we talked about this before we started recording, but, you know, take me single male two years ago, you know, I've been using on trajectory for the last two years, you know, I have that kind of up and down kind of line, especially over the last two years following yeah. my actual progress. Right. And then I got married a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So marriage happens. Is there like some kind of checkbox there that says, okay, we see here that you've checked that you are now married or your income has just changed drastically. Here's something to be thinking about now that your status has changed, or maybe you just had a kid or something like that. Is there any kind of, you know, separate information that comes up once you enter that, you know, I guess, new phase of your life? Right. So that's a great question because that's, I would say if there was a fourth thing that makes on trajectory special, that's the fourth thing, uh, that everything is age-based. So, you know, you're, you get a big raise, you get married, uh, your wife wants to pause work for a year because she's pregnant. And, and so in a year, you want to you wanna put a pause in there. So every income stream, every expense stream has um, starts and stops. You can have gaps. You can, I mean, you can get really, really detailed if you want. So, so the first part of that question is, can I model all those life events as they occur? I had it, I've already had it for a year or two. Now there's this new stuff happens. Obviously, it didn't happen since the beginning. It's happening now. So yes, you can enter all that in. And then are there triggers for things I should think about now that this life event has happened? So what we do is, I mentioned a moment ago, we've got that getting started checklist of like, here's things you should think about. So like tax time. When tax time comes, we'll have we'll have some new notifications. Hey, it's tax time. Did you think about this? Did you think about that? Or here's an article to link to. So life events annual events, things like that. We do have a notification system for that as well. Okay. And then what kind of things, so like what all can be changed? Do you have, actually, you know what, let me link that to another question that I had rattling around in my head. So we had mentioned that you have before tax income is what is one of the questions you guys ask. So is there some kind of tool in there for, yes, I make this much per year. However, is there some kind of calculation for taxes that you guys do? Not that you prepare taxes, but have assumptions for taxes. And then with that, okay, well, after taxes, what about is your monthly expenses? And then there's some kind of tool there with, okay, so, you know, income minus taxes, minus expenses, you've got an extra, say thousand dollars a month. So here's what your, you know, savings could do if you were to invest, you know, $800 of that thousand per month. So does all of that get factored in? Can you change your spending assumptions and maybe tax assumptions? Everything you just said, you should be one of our uh, designers because everything you just said is exactly what we do. It's, I mean, <laughs> that, that is to a T. So when you, put, when you answer those first four questions, we know your gross income. So we make an assumption based on US tax rates. Those are based on US tax rates. And then one of those questions 
that we ask later on is, hey, look at the tax assumption that we made and verify that it's correct. Now, when you do your taxes at the end of the year and you're filling out TurboTax, you are answering literally hundreds of questions. And you're not you're not answering hundreds of questions for us. So that initial tax assumption is is pretty broad. And we, we say, you know, go back, look at your 1040 and or look at your taxes for the past year and make sure that we're relatively in there. If not, you can adjust it manually. You can also, if you want, you can use what we call auto, auto tax. And now what auto tax is going to do is instead of using some static rate and just use that going forward, we will look at are you drawing out of taxable accounts? Are you, how much how much income are you and your spouse making per year? Uh, are those annually taxed accounts? Are they tax deferred accounts? Or are I don't want to get too much in the weeds here. I'm just trying to give you an, an, an idea. Um, or do, is your cash flow negative? And if your cash flow is negative, where is the money coming from? Is it coming from an annually taxed account that's already been taxed, or is it coming from a brokerage account where you haven't paid your taxes on it yet because you're pulling the money out? Yes, we do all of that. Uh, so uh, it, it gets mathematically, it gets quite complicated. But we do that from for every year on your entire life. And now, and this, and this is why it's really important that, and whether whether you're using a spreadsheet, whether you're using another tool, whether you're using a professional planner, it's really important that you go back and, and validate your assumptions. Now, we try to make that obviously as easy as possible. But for anyone listening, you know. You, sh- you just need to do that. You need to validate your assumptions over time because if if your assumptions are way off, where you think you're going is going to be way off. So yes, we do all that. You can adjust your expenses. You can add expense streams. You can, if you move to another state like Arizona and they have a different state tax rate, you can dial that in. So you can do all of that uh, in our tool. Gotcha. So short answer. Yes, we've thought about it. Yes, you can play with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Man. Why don't you, you can edit out a bunch of that stuff I just said in the, in the nah, real show. I'm going to keep it all in because you do have people like me that can, you know, bite the bullet for 30 seconds and be like, oh, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> like I wasn't in my head going, oh man, he's rambling. I'm going to be cutting the heck out of that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm leaving that all in, including this conversation. Because <laughs> oh, why not? Um, which brought me into a new thing about validating your assumptions. So for the sake of math, say I'm 25. I'm actually slightly older than that. Let's say I'm 25. So there's going to be some kind of, I guess, dash squiggly line going from 25 to 65 and on trajectory that says, you know, hey, under the assumptions you told us and all the intricate little pieces of math that we'll be doing for you, here is where we show your net worth line or your uh, nest egg, your pile of money, so to say, for the next X amount of years. So is there a way on there where you're looking at the same chart, you know, you're 25 now, 65, whatever, here's the line where you actually go in periodically and update. Okay. It is, you know, I started my account two years ago there. Here was the assumption for 2022. Uh, It is now December 31st of 22. And I can put in that number. Does the system automatically adjust for, okay, here's what we thought you were going to do for 2022. You tell us what you actually did, and that's going to edit the assumption going all the way up out to 65. That's right. So when you, when you, well, it's a little bit better than that. It's not going to just take that line. It's going to draw two lines. So when you first come in, there's one line, your, your trajectory. The moment you begin to track your progress, which you can do either by entering in your balances, or you can use, uh, we have a linking feature like personal capital or mint or whatever, but you don't have to use any of that. You can track manually or, or link your accounts. 
uh, we'll, we're going to start to draw two lines. So we're going to say, here's the line you thought you were going to be on. Based on, now you just got the squiggly line starting to be drawn. Based on the last progress point that you entered, we're going to take all your future assumptions and apply it to that point and then draw a new line into the future. Now, what's dangerous about that line is if we're on a market run-up and we draw your new assumption, you're like, oh man, I've got 100,000 or 200,000 more dollars to play with in the end. But then if the market goes down 30% like it did at the beginning of the pandemic, you're like, oh my God, my, all my, I'm, not, I'm never going to make it, right? You're, so, so what's happening is that progress line, the second line, we draw it as a dotted gray line because it's, it's re, it, it is displaying whatever's happening in the market and then taking all your future assumptions and drawing it. That very first trajectory line that you drew is there, and that's sort of your touchstone. That's like your baseline. Now, can you change it? Absolutely, you can change it. If you, year over year, you say, oh, you know what? I'm not saving as much as I thought. I want to change my contributions, right? I'm not achieving the results in the market that I thought. I'm going to change my growth assumptions for the future. Or you can even do this. You can say, oh, man. I made like seven or eight percent overall in the market every year for the past five years, but I don't want to use that number going forward because it just makes me nervous. I want to use five or six percent. You can break those assumptions down into as many different age ranges that you want. And then a third thing you can do is let's say, so you've got those two lines, you've got the trajectory, you've got the progress. Let's say you you want to copy that scenario and have another scenario where up until age 50, you move someplace else with it that's either more expensive or less expensive. And you want to see how that draws out. And if you want, you can show all, all of them on the same interface and you can even bounce in between them and, and say, okay, in my Italy plan, I need to make these changes. And in my you know, Northern Arkansas plan, I can make these other uh, changes. So, um, and then you can visualize them all together, which is pretty magical. Okay. So I have a couple more questions here, and then we're going to zoom out a little bit uh, from just on trajectory. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the use case here. So before we really get into that question, we've talked about before that this is planning software, but to what degree is there actually financial advice, if any? So I'm imagining, I mean, we've talked about before, you can put in your assumptions, you can project out, you know, are you on trajectory? Um, you know, I, I'm save, making this much per year. I'm saving this much per year. I'm getting an assumed interest rate of this much per year. I'm going to get married in two years. So we have that we're able to model our financial picture. But is there anything of, you know, I put in, I'm going to get 7% from now until age 65 on average. Is there anything that says, hey, that's a little aggressive or, hey, that's a little conservative or, hey, to get that kind of return, here's what you need to invest in. So my overall question here is, is this a financial planning tool where you're trying to figure out your financial picture or is this just a modeling tool of here's the kind of returns I'm getting. So therefore, here's where I should end up. So should this be used in a vacuum or used with a financial planner so you can model out the kind of information and stocks and bond allocations that they're giving you? Or is this supposed to be an all-in-one kind of deal? So we're not going to give you inv advice on which kinds of investments to make. That we're not going to do. But what we are going to do is say, you tell us your 
portfolio structure, roughly, we right now we only have three asset classes, equities, bonds, and cash. And then what we're going to do is run a Monte Carlo analysis, which I'm pr- pretty sure you're probably familiar with. I'm familiar with it, but yes. for the audience, let's- for the, for the audience, let's, let's walk through that. So what we're going to do is perform a Monte Carlo analysis based on the rough. So we, we have a conservative portfolio uh, preloaded and you never have to touch it because we're, you know, it's conservative. So we're not going to over, overestimate. If you want to go in there and play with the numbers, you can. And the way Monte Carlo works is let's say, let's in your example, you said 7% per year. Well, you know, in reality, the market doesn't behave in a, in a steady fashion. You're up one year, you're down another year, you're up a little bit. Uh, you could have a big down year. I mean, it, it's lots of different things. And, and what Monte Carlo analysis does is it says, okay, this year is something. And then next year is going to be like 1952. And then the following year is going to be like 1978. And then the following year is going to be like 1994. And then the following year is going to, and it's going to draw a line based on that random assumption, uh, random, that randomization. Then it's going to draw another line based on a completely different randomization. Then it's going to draw another line again and again. And by default, we do it 500 times. So 500 times of going through your life with different random years being sequenced in front of you. And then what we're going to look at is say, okay, in these, how many of, in how many of these lines did you run out of money? And in how many of these lines were you able to fund, you know, to, to the to the end that you wanted to do? And you come up with something called a chance of success. And so we always hope that folks come up with, you know, at least a 90 or 95 chance of success, because that means in all of those random runs, given your current situation and given the possibilities of what might happen in the future, 90 or 95% of the time, you still had money in the end. Now, I know that there's listeners going, I don't need a 90% chance. That's like, uh, that's, that's really, really high. But think of it this way. If you're in a room of 10 people and everybody got a 90% chance of success, one of those people ran out of money before they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, <laughs> that's how it is. And now if it was like a hundred people or a thousand people, that might make you more comfortable, but 10 people and one of them was completely wrong. Yeah. That's, that's still a 90% chance of success. So anyway, my point is that you do want to aim high. So from, from that perspective, we are going to help you get a feel for, are my expectations reasonable or unreasonable? Now we're not going to tell you what to buy. We don't get paid. We don't sell. Like we're, we are a modeling tool to help regular people feel comfortable about their financial situation and, and hopefully bring them literally peace of mind so they can de-stress about money on a day-to-day basis. That's our whole goal. That's, that's the reason that I, I developed the software. By the way, I, I did it for myself. And then I realized, well, you know what? Other people probably need this sense of financial peace as well. That's our goal. That's our mission. Uh, so that's, that's what we do. There you go. You know, I almost need to see if I can't re-record that intro because I called it a financial planning tool, but it's financial modeling. So the it's I think it's I think I don't um, think the distinction is that discreet that we need to I'm not gonna do it. That's too much work. (laughs) But but let me see if I can't summarize it in a sentence here where get your financial advice or how you're going to invest somewhere else but you verify that or verify that the financial advice you got or that you received or that the plan you made, you verify that that is going to be good with on trajectory. You get that information of, you know, you go read, say, uh, Bogleheads. 
Bogleheads, three fund portfolio, invest your money between X, Y, and Z fund. I'm not going to throw them out there because who needs to give them free advertising? They're big enough already. So yes, you go <laughs> read the Bogleheads or you go read a uh, simple path to wealth, something like that. And you go, huh, maybe this is the portfolio I want to do. So you take that information, go to on trajectory, fill in your information, and then fill in the investment thesis uh, that you got from somewhere else. And what on trajectory is going to do, it's not going to tell you don't invest in these three funds, invest in these three funds. Instead, it's going to tell you, okay, from the information you gave us, you are X amount of years old. You're planning on retiring at age 65 or say you want to retire 55, whatever. You put in that number and it's going to tell you, okay, with with the portfolio you gave us, with the projected returns you gave us, we're going to run this Monte Carlo against 500 runs of random actual annual returns from the US stock market. And in those 500 options or in those 500 runs, here's how many times that portfolio with your stats, with your income, taxes, expenses, yada, yada, yada. God, I said I'd do this in one sentence. This is a really long sentence. Uh, Here are the percent chances of you running out of money in retirement versus having extra money to be able to leave to your heirs after you lived a very comfortable and hopefully long retirement. That uh, about right? That's Perfect. And I will only add, we also have tools to help you find that that magic balance without you having to play with all the dials and switches. Gotcha. So maybe, uh, you know what, I'm not even going to try to assume. So uh, what kind of dials are you referring to? Like invest a little bit more in stocks versus cash or stocks versus bonds or? No, we won't. We won't necessarily do that. But what we will say is, hey, if you want to be at age 90, and have $100,000 based on your income expenses and contributions and everything that you've put in here, you, need, you, you can either spend an extra X amount per month from, from now, or flip side, you need to save an extra so much per month. Uh, and then we also let you dial in. You can choose either, I want to have 95% confidence, 90% confidence, or 80% confidence. So you can pick those two variables. How much do you want to end with? And, and what confidence do you want to, do you want to uh, have? And then we'll, we'll, we, will, we will dial in your, both your expenses and your growth expectations. So if you went in there and you're like, I'm going to get 15% in the stock market every year, we're going to ratchet them down for you to get you within a, a reasonable uh, expectation. Well, hey, at least there's a blocker for that. Of, oh, <laughs> hold on. But wait, this this guy, uh, Grant Cardone, told me I could make 20% per year in investing in his real estate. Um, maybe I should put in my assumption, I'm going to make 20% per year for the next 30 years. <sighs> I don't yeah, we'll, we'll help. Well, all, all we'll do is just show you against reality. Now, I don't want to make any specific, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comments or or assumptions about what any particular trader can achieve but you you recommend Jack Bogle's book earlier that is a very good read and, and something I think you know every every investor should should take a look at uh, for why that might be a bad assumption oh absolutely and look I'm gonna I'm throw a quick plug out here to one that doesn't get as much love uh, it's, it's a book called retire before mom and dad by Rob Berger oh I know Rob Berger yeah he's great That was one of the first ones. I still haven't read Simple Path to Wealth. It's been sitting on my bookshelf for like a year. (laughs) I need to. (laughs) But my my sort of Bible for financial independence has always been uh, Retire Before Mom and Dad. But quick plug out there for anyone who hasn't heard of that book. Uh, Go to your local library. Go check it out. Rob Berger's awesome. He used to write for 
what was it? Wall Street Journal or was it Yahoo Finance? Ooh, somebody. Yeah. Forbes. Yeah. Forbes. Yeah. All righty, Tyson. And I think with that, I think we're good to go ahead and go on to the conclusion here. So for those of my listeners who are still here, still impressed and definitely want to check out a little bit more about you, a little bit more about On Trajectory, where can they go to find out more about you and more about your company? Sure. Just go to ontrajectory.com. It's that easy. Well, hot diggity. Any social medias, anywhere we can stalk you and follow you? <laughs> sure. We're, I, we're on Twitter at On Trajectory. We're Facebook at On Trajectory. We're just On Trajectory. I mean, I should hope so. It's in the name. Hell, it is the name. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, everyone. So all of that will be in the description below. And now it's time for my favorite question of the day. So I have not in any way, shape or form prepared Tyson for this question. I did let him know that there was a secret question coming, but he doesn't know what it is. So Tyson, the last thing that I ask all of my guests is if I can get from you a last second mic drop statement. Now, that could be a personal motto that you like to live by, one of your favorite quotes, something that you'd have you know, posted up on your wall right next to where it says CEO. Uh, it could be something about on trajectory. It could be just general life advice. could be anything. If you could leave us just one mic drop statement. I would say, and this is my perspective, but everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. I like that. Short, sweet, to the point, but also powerful. Well, alrighty. So Tyson, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a lot of fun. And you know what? I might have to go uh, see if I'm on trajectory. Alex, I hope you do. And I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> all righty. Thank you, Tyson. For those of you that are still listening here, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We really appreciate you out there. Be sure to check out those links in the description below and be sure to go out and check out On Trajectory. He mentioned before that there was a free trial on there. Go check it out. Doesn't cost you anything. He already promised on here. He's not, you're not going to get a bunch of calls from financial advisors because they don't do financial advice. So go ahead, check out those links, check out the website. And while you're doing that, I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.